Jason here, another episode of Zion ID. Today's episode is titled Convergence of Prophecy, October 2020. You know, this podcast started off um, as a pursuit from, you know, an economic perspective to link religion, economics, politics, and see if we could find convergence um, so that our hearts wouldn't fail us in the last days. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 29 through 30, JST, the Lord says, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And again, because iniquity shall abound, the love of men shall wax cold. But he that shall not be overcome, the same shall be saved. So our goal is to not be overcome. The half hour of silence that was prophesied to begin in the seventh seal or at the beginning of the year 2000 comes to an end. Um, The calculation says it would last 20.8 years. If you take that calculation exactly, it takes us to September 18th of 2020, a time when the half hour of silence ends and the full wrath of God begins to be poured out among all nations. Another prophecy that we've talked a lot about is the seven years of tribulation. And that seven years was prophesied to begin with a solar eclipse and end with a solar eclipse. Well, the second ending or or the ending solar eclipse is we already know when that's going to hit. It's scheduled to hit April 5th. It's either April 5th or April 6th of the year 2024. Well, the first three and a half years of tribulation is relatively calm. But the second three and a half years, according to Daniel and according to the book of Revelation and according to the Doctrine and Covenants, is going to be, again, a time of intense wrath um, those are all of the end of days prophecies that you read about. If you go from April 6th, um, 2024, and you subtract three and a half years, it takes you to October 6th of 2020. So you have these two important dates, the midpoint of the seven year tribulation and the end of the half hour of silence both hitting within the matter of weeks at the end of September and the beginning of October 2020. Um, The primary event that will occur in the second three and a half years of the abomination of desolation is that the cities of the wicked will in fact be left desolate. As the wicked are destroyed... um, There are some prophecies that say there won't be even a single inhabitant to fill their empty streets. On December 10th, 1856, the first presidency of the church issued a united statement um, to the saints in the western United States. In this statement, they spoke about the destruction that would be visited upon the wicked cities that would not repent. It says, Their great and mighty nations, empires, and kingdoms, with all the pride, pomp, and power thereof, will be broken and crumbled in pieces, and come to naught. Their cities will become a howling waste, a solitary place. 
wherein shall be found the wolf and the vulture, and no man shall be found an inhabitant thereof. Yea, verily, he will empty the earth of the wicked, and those who work abominations in his sight. So shall the kingdom of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. So shall the Lord prepare the way for his coming and reign upon the earth. Orson Pratt also discussed this desolation of the wicked cities in the last days. He said, There are a great many cities in the United States that will not be totally destroyed when the inhabitants are swept off the surface of the earth. Their houses, their desolate cities, shall still remain unoccupied until Zion in her glory and strength shall enlarge the place of her tents and stretch forth the curtains of her habitations. That is the destiny of this nation and the destiny of the Latter-day Saints. Isaiah, again, Jesus encourages all to read the words of Isaiah, um, prophesied that this annihilation of the wicked would definitely occur, telling us that many houses shall be desolate and great and fair cities without inhabitant. Um, Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1 through 3, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Isaiah continues um, in Isaiah chapter 49, verses 19, 19 through 21. For thy waste and thy desolate places and the land of thy destruction shall even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants, and they that swallowed thee up shall be far away. The children whom thou shalt have, after thou hast lost the first, shall again in thine ear say, The place is too straight for me. Give place to me that I may dwell. Then shalt thou say in thine heart, Who hath begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children and am desolate, a captive and removing to and fro? And who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where have they been? So Isaiah is prophesying that the ten tribes of Israel will survive the day and will be gathered to rebuild um, the waste places. It's easy to get caught up in the Great Depression of all of this. Right, We know that the wrath of God is going to bring to pass tremendous calamities, um, trials. We know that even the righteous will not be spared. But to what end are we talking about here? Well, within the three and a half years, the cities will be left desolate. But even within those three and a half years, um, there will be a sanctification occur of the land of America. Um, during the time that the wicked are perishing from all of these afflictions, the righteous will find protection in the cities of Zion and in the city of New Jerusalem. 
And today I want to take a few minutes to talk about these prophecies of the New Jerusalem. In January 1833, Joseph Smith prophetically declared, The city of Zion will be built upon the land of America, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. Um, again, that's Isaiah 35.10. And then they will be delivered from the overflowing scourge that shall pass through the land. Um, let's see... When the great and abominable church is being destroyed, it will be a day of great rejoicing among the righteous. According to the scriptures, the angels will declare the news with triumph, and the saints will be filled with gratitude that Babylon and her temptations have finally come to an end. And another angel shall sound his trump, saying, That great church, the mother of abominations, that made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, that persecuteth the saints of God, that shed their blood, she who sitteth upon many waters and upon the islands of the sea. Behold, she is the tares of the earth. She is bound in bundles. Her bands are made strong. No man can loose them. Therefore she is ready to be burned. And he shall sound his trump both long and loud, and all nations shall hear it. And again another angel shall sound his trump, which is the sixth angel, saying, she is fallen, who made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. She is fallen, is fallen. That's DNC 8894 and 105. Um, so again, after the wicked in the United States have been decimated and destroyed, the land will be sanctified, and the righteous will prepare to return to, the, uh, to Zion and redeem the land. There is another prophecy in DNC 103 verses 15 and 16. The redemption of Zion must needs come by power. Therefore I will raise up unto my people a man who shall lead them like as Moses led the children of Israel. Um, what is the redemption of Zion? Well, according to Eric Skousen in his book, His Return, he says it means to save. It means to reclaim. It means to regain possession of something that was lost. When the Savior descended from the worlds of glory... Uh, hold on here. That, that, this is actually a quote from Orson F. Whitney. When the Savior descended from the worlds of glory and died that all men might live, he gave his life as a ransom to regain possession of that which was lost, to pay the price of redemption for a world that had been placed in pawn, so to speak, by the transgression of Adam. Death was the pawnbroker, the world was the thing pawned, and Christ was the price paid for its redemption. The city of New Jerusalem will become the center of law and order during the thousand years of the millennium. It will be known throughout the world as the central location of the kingdom of God, the capital city of government that will rule the nations during the millennium after his return. At the same time, the city of Old Jerusalem will be known as the religious center of the world and the location from which the word of the Lord will issue forth. Uh, there's many prophets who have prophesied about the rise of the city of New Jerusalem in the latter days. Enoch was shown this city in a vision, 
as was the prophet Ether. The Savior even prophesied of its rise to the Nephites and Lamanites, telling them that their posterity would take part in its construction, and promised that as it's at its completion, he will... Yeah, so that's in 3 Nephi chapter 20 and 21. Um, the prophets have been overcome as they have seen in vision the beauty and glory of the city of New Jerusalem on September 18th interesting that date 1837 Bishop Newell K. Whitney and his counselors sent a message, um, a message to all Latter-day Saints it says it is in Zion where the Lord is to create upon every dwelling place and upon her assemblies a cloud of smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. It is upon the glory of Zion that there will be a defense. It is in Zion that there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat, and for a place of refuge, and for a covert from storm and from rain, as is mentioned in Isaiah chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. It is upon the walls of Zion where the watchmen shall see eye to eye, in Isaiah 52.8, whatever is glorious, whatever is desirable, whatever pertains to salvation, either temporal or spiritual, our hopes, our expectations, our glory, and our reward all depend on our building up Zion according to the testimony of the prophets. You can see the importance. What a great quote from Bishop Newell K. Whitney. That's why I titled this podcast Zion ID. Any student of doctrine ends up with a hope and a yearning and a desire to prepare the way for the coming to pass of Zion. Never will we need that more than in the three and a half years of abomination of desolation, which could, right, be beginning in October of 2020. Now, to be clear, when the book of Revelation mentions the half hour of silence, it does use language um, that is approximate, right? Like, to take it at its word, the exact date of September 18th, 2020, that's difficult to do, right? Like, I don't think we have the authority. I don't think the interpretation is meant to be that. Nevertheless, the righteous will know, right? The children of light will know when the day of the Lord is near and they will know when it's time to take proper precautions um, as a defense and as a refuge against the earthquakes, the famines, the lightnings, the hails, the desolating sickness. Um, we will have to create holy places. And if we stand in the holy place and be not moved, we can abide the day. The scriptures um, have many prophecies of the protection that the saints will find in the city of New Jerusalem and in other cities of Zion. In the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord says, And it shall be called the New Jerusalem, a land of peace, a city of refuge, a place of safety for the saints of the Most High God. And the glory of the Lord shall be there, and the terror of the Lord also shall be there, insomuch that the wicked will not come unto it and it shall be called Zion. And it shall come to pass among the wicked that every man that will not take his sword against his neighbor must needs flee unto Zion for safety. And there shall be gathered unto it out of every nation under heaven, 
and it shall be the only people that shall not be at war one with another. And it shall be said among the wicked, Let us not go up to battle against Zion, for the inhabitants of Zion are terrible, wherefore we cannot stand. And it shall come to pass that the righteous shall be gathered out from among all nations, and shall come to Zion singing with songs of everlasting joy. Um, Eric Skousen says, During the time of the millennium, the peace and order that prevail in the city of New Jerusalem will begin to spread throughout the land to eventually cover all of North and South America. The whole continent will become a holy and consecrated place known as the land of Zion. The prophet Joseph told us, You know there has been a great discussion in relation to Zion, where it is and where the gathering of the dispensation is, and which I am now going to tell you. The prophets have spoken and written upon it, but I will make a proclamation that will cover a broader ground. The whole of America is Zion itself from north to south and is described by the prophets who declare that it is the Zion where the mountain of the Lord should be and that it should be in the center of the land. Let's um, skip ahead here. Um, Zion will be redeemed. The great temple of the Lord will be built, whereupon the glory of the Lord will rest, and a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. The saints will be gathering from all nations and will walk into the temples of God to do the work of redemption for their dead. And saviors will be upon Mount Zion to save the house of Esau. But will the nations know of it? They will not. All of these things that we're talking about, right? The convergence of prophecy in October of 2020, the desolation of cities, and then the rebuilding of those waste places points us towards the most glorious day and the most glorious time in the history of the world. The saints will be richly rewarded for their faithfulness in the midst of adversity. Their children will grow up in peace and righteousness. As the saints enter into the temples of God to do the work for their kindred dead, families will be sealed together, welding generations back to the commencement of time and thereby uniting the whole human race as one large family of the children of God. All of these things will be happening as the city of the New Jerusalem is constructed. 